Hello, No Labels, No Limits podcast listeners. This is Sarah Box, your host. And today I'm really excited to share with you another musician. I know many of you have enjoyed the interviews we've had with musicians because they face certain challenges that you don't think about in your normal business life, per se. And they have a particular stick intuitiveness, in my opinion. So today our guest is Corey Kuhn. Got a reason to believe your time has come and you better hold out for number one. Even if the Corey's coming to us from Canada. And I think in reading over the information about Corey, one of the things I loved about him was one of his philosophies or attitudes, which I will have him talk about a little bit later. And he actually won the Studio Album of the Year Award for Share a Little Time in for his 2014 album, and that is no easy feat to do. So, Corey, with that brief introduction, will you introduce yourself better to the audience and take it away? Well, thank you very much, Sarah, for having me on, first of all. Basically, I'm a, I guess, independent recording artist, singer-songwriter, all-around musician. Music has been my passion in my life for most of my life, I guess you could say, from the time I was about 13 years old when I started learning music. I'm big on family. I have my, my wife and my four-and-a-half-year-old daughter, so family is very big for myself as well. Just uh, I pursue music as my passion, like I said, and just I hope that I can touch as many people with my songs or my ideas and my lyrics as I can and hopefully resonate with as many listeners as I can to get my sort of message out there for my music and stuff. And hopefully that's kind of where I'm at right now with, with my career and my life. So. so let me ask you a question. When you think about touching people with your music, what does that mean? Well, I think, like I say, resonating. If, if somebody can, like, if you're listening to a song and you can remember where you were when you heard a particular song, or if there's something about a lyric or a melody that stands out and really creates a fond memory for somebody, or, you know, just telling a good story to somebody really resonates with them that they can relate to. I think you have to be relatable as much as you can in, in your art or your music or whatever you're trying to do in life. So obviously, if you can relate to somebody else, hopefully they can relate to you in the same way. So be as honest and true to yourself as you can. You know, it's really easy to think about, like a song will come on, like you're talking about, and all of a sudden you are right back where you heard that the first time, for good or ill, right? But it anchors you back. And mm -hmm. if you were to say what type of message, well, let me ask you this. Does your music typically have a theme, like a kind of a theme or message you promote through the variety of music that you do? Well, I try to have a positive message as much as I can in, in most of my songs. Some of my songs are, are written from an emotional standpoint, whether it be dealing with, you know, I've dealt with loss in my life with my parents and, and stuff like that, or the song that I dedicated to my now four-and-a-half-year-old daughter, who was two at the time when we, I wrote a song for her to, to sort of dedicate to her. So those are personal messages that I get out, but then there's also, with telling the stories, I think... It just depends on the song, really. I mean, it's hard to say what I try to touch on in each song, per se, but I think, like I said, a positive message rather than a negative thing, because if you dwell on the negative aspects too much, then I think you can you know, find a pitfall pretty quick there, so. It's a deep hole. Yeah. Uh, when you, you know, being an independent artist carries with it its own challenges, right? You don't have a big company behind you doing the work. Have you always been independent? 
Pretty much. I mean, I used to play in a lot of cover bands over the years and traveled and toured in the 90s with different cover groups. One from, uh, well, first time, I guess, early in the 90s was in a Canadian band from the Cornwall area, Cornwall, Ontario. And then later on, a band that was originally from Ottawa that relocated to Birmingham, Alabama. So I did some traveling in the southeast and stuff. There's been no record labels that have ever been behind me as far as, you know, the big push in that regard. So most of the time I've made my own decisions with my own music. But like I say, with the past and traveling with other bands, I mean, there was always a a key component of there was leaders in those bands that were kind of, you know, when I joined or something that we I followed the sort of leaders of the band. And as far as that goes, the bosses sort of say, you know, but in most of my own work, yes, I've been truly independent in doing that. So. So the reason I ask you that is I think a lot of folks that I work with and that I communicate with think about how scary it is to be on their own versus maybe having the security of someone bigger or, and I, it's not even a true statement, right? Because you can have a job somewhere and it could be gone tomorrow, but there's the perception that you're covered. You know, someone's got your back, they're handling everything for you. And so they're, even though they may have a passion for music or they may want to start their own thing, they may be reluctant to do that just because it feels scary. So Mm -hmm. how do you balance that kind of the risk part of being on your own versus the, hey, this is in me and I just have to get it out there? Yeah, well, balance is key. I mean, in anything, I mean, whether you're balancing career and family or you're balancing, you know, like you're talking about i think you need to surround yourself with the right people in order to to achieve balance i think there's always going to be the fear factor in anything that you do and i think if you take the right chances in life i think you have to take chances at times in your life but i think now for me being older and a little wiser hopefully through my career that i take the right chances now and not just a chance that's you know someone's blowing smoke sort of thing and telling you this is what's going to happen for you and like you know i've kind of gotten past the whole you know looking for a superstardom sort of thing when you're like young and in your teens growing up or something and i think yeah you just really have to like surround yourself with the right people and be wary of the fears but take them into consideration but also don't let them rule what you're trying to do and make those right decisions so so do you have the luxury of doing music every day all day eight hours a day or do you have another job that supports this passion of yours well, music is most of my income as much as I can. I'm also a, a guitar teacher, a guitar instructor at a local music school that a friend of mine has opened. And it's been five years now that actually I've been teaching there with him. So beginner and intermediate guitar students. So that's all encompassing music as well for me. I'm obviously always writing and, and trying to come up with new song ideas and melodies and stuff like that. And always trying to perform as much as I can. So I try to make music as much of my career, I guess, or my income as I can. Now I have held down other jobs, obviously, in my life. And like my family used to own a a golf course here, not far from my home and stuff. And that was a big part of my life for many years too, in the summertime, you know, being employed on a golf course. And my sister actually and my brother-in-law have a new business that they opened not too long ago, which is like a sort of convenience store, sort of baked goods and stuff like that. So I just go in once in a while and help them out, you know, to kind of get a couple hours here and there and help them when they need stuff. But most of the time I'm focusing on music as much as I can. And well, along with my family, my daughter. Which, that takes a lot yeah. of focus, yeah. yeah. Yeah, my family is a big part of my life, obviously. My daughter, who's four and a half, she just started school. So, you know, you try to, you really need to find that balance. You can't just be sitting here doing music all day long and then, you know, you have your daughter here or something or, you know, so. One of the things I read that you said, which I thought was interesting, 
actually a little bit inspiring for me personally, was a quote that you said, never give it up, never let anything stand in the way, in your way, and set goals and go after them. So are you a big goal setter person? I think it's stepping stones as far as goals. I think you should set small goals to kind of climb the ladder if you're looking for the big sort of goal in the end, you know, because I think everything leads to something else. I'm kind of a believer in like synchronicity and stuff like that, where, you know, everything happens sort of thing for a reason. And, and if messages come your way, you should kind of at least try to take something out of that. You know, maybe not everything, but try to be in tune with that message sort of thing. Yeah. So have you found any obstacles that have gotten in your way that you had to take a step back and then think differently about either what you thought you needed or wanted to do or how to go about doing it? Yeah, I think there's obstacles all throughout life, like we were talking about before a little bit. And I don't know if it's an obstacle, but losing my parents was a a big challenge for myself. I lost my mom close to 16 years, I think, this year. And my dad will be six years coming up. Actually, it's it's an odd day today because October 13th is an anniversary of sorts. My parents passed away 10 years to the day on this date that we're talking today. So it's actually a very unique situation that comes every year on this date for me. So, but yeah, that's been a a challenge for me because we were very close, my family, my parents and I, and that was a big part of my life. You know, not having them around anymore is, is tough at times. And music is a source of healing for when you write stuff that's emotional and, and writing things about, you know, family members or people in your life or whoever. So so that's been a challenge. I mean, it's not something that's deterred me from wanting to keep going because I know that's what they would have wanted for me to keep going and doing things. And I think most parents of, you know, of their kids growing up want them to succeed in whatever they look to desire, you know. So. Well, so you were pretty young when you lost your mom. I was 29 when I lost yep. my mom and uh, she was 55 at the time. She had cancer. So it was a very rough go for yeah, that time. That's period. young. That's a, yeah. in my opinion, that's young for both you and your mom, right? Yeah. And certainly not something you probably anticipated or expected to have to deal with. And I personally know people who, when they hit that kind of a place, it's almost like not unexpectedly, it's hard to go, what was I going after? You know, so how do you renew yourself? And when you feel that way, whether it's now or in the past, what do you reach to to help you get grounded and continue going forward? Well, my current family, obviously, like my wife and I have been married for 15 years. And she had the privilege of knowing my dad, but she didn't know my mom because my mom had passed away about a year prior or maybe not quite a year prior to us meeting my wife and I. So, But I think I look to my wife a lot. And obviously now my four and a half year old daughter has been a big addition to our lives. So family is important. My sister, who I still have. So we're just the two of us with my sister and myself. So that's, I think that's got to be your rock really is your family and your, your good true friends that you have that you've surrounded yourself with throughout your life to kind of lean on to and I've had many friends over the years who've been there for me too. So, so I'm going to ask you a, a kind of an off question because I just had this picture of your daughter in my head. I don't know why, but I just her energy. And when she's full of it, <laughs> well, she's at that age, right? It's such a cool age. And I think about that's one of the cool things about hanging out with kids. You watch them and they teach you stuff by just their being present, right? And how they look at things and do things. So my question is, what is one of the coolest things within recent time, right? Maybe the last few months that you have learned from your daughter. 
Oh my goodness. Every day, every minute of the day is a learning challenge, I think. So I'm learning constantly. Patience is something I think I've become a little bit better with since having my daughter. I don't know. She just, you learn that they're a sponge with everything. (laughs) It's like they soak it all up and she's got such a memory. Like she remembers every detail and, and, and she actually is very musical. She's very, she's been singing. She's like, she finds harmonies and, and she sings melodies and songs. She's been singing Beach Boys songs since we saw them last, this past summer. On the, they came to, a, to one of the local towns not far from here. And it was oddly enough, it was the first concert I really remember seeing back in the day in the 80s was the Beach Boys. And then her first concert, my daughter, was the Beach Boys. Isn't that ironic? You know, the, songs, the very harmonious sounds of, you know, Brian Wilson and all those songs yeah. and the Beach Boys and all that. So it's always, she's always teaching me stuff, I think, even too. You know, you learn so much from them at the same time. And I find that even with teaching guitar, that you're the same thing. You're learning as you're teaching people. You know, it's never, you never stop learning. So hopefully, right? If you're paying attention, the lessons are That's around right. you. Like, you know, like you were talking about things being synchronous. You know, that there's stuff around us that's either talking to us or going, hello, pay attention over here. So I just wanted to ask you that because I think sometimes kids can be the best teachers because they just don't, they just show up, you know, and they just are themselves. But I think that's such a cool thing that you share the Beach Boys in common, these generations. That's very exciting. And there's no filter. There's no filter with kids sometimes, but most, most times. Most times. Most times. They're very honest. You know, as long as yeah. you make them feel bad for being honest, they usually hang on to it. It's a beautiful thing. That's great. So, you know, you mentioned in an interview that you like risk takers and people who, you know, come by things honestly and really people who keep singing their own songs. How did you come to that? What's that mean to you? Well, I think it's just part of who I am. I think you have to be as honest as you can with everybody that you meet in life and whether it's in your career or just in your personal life or whoever you meet. I mean, you should always sing your own song and not try to catch on, you know, this week's trend or, you know, next week's coming up trend or whatever it is. I think if you go through life doing those sorts of things, you're really missing, you know, you're just kind of going around in a circle and you're missing what you're really true to, I think, and finding your own way because... You just really have to to do that in order to resonate with people honestly, I feel. so. Is that something you see happening like in the folks that you're teaching in music or in just in your own environment that people are trying to be other people? In my sort of, I guess, folks that I teach and meet, like some of the younger kids and stuff, I think most of them are actually pretty true to themselves. And I tell them like when you're learning music and songs or even just how to play a certain song, don't try to copy it. Do it as close as you can, but if you're creating your own way of doing it, then you're becoming innovative and taking that something that's already been done, but then you're expanding on that. That's exactly the way I look at writing my own music. It's like I'm influenced heavily by 70s and 80s melodic rock and roots rock and all that stuff. So I find that I like to put the fresh twist on it that I can as much as I can, the new input expanding on the old idea like you know you go back to the old saying everything's been done before you know what i mean so what can you do to what's been done before to make it stand out and make it your own because obviously if you're coming from that place then it is partly your own anyways you know having been sort of filtered to your life through wherever you've heard it or wherever you've seen something or whatever so i think that applies across the board not even just to music right like we all take in stuff but it's how do we 
make it our own to help other people or whatever we're doing. Yeah. If you were to think, well, let's just, what's your daughter's first name? Charlie. So pretend Charlie is now 10, as scary as that might be for you to think she's already 10. (laughs) And she comes to you and says, dad, what should I do about whatever, right? What advice would you give Charlie about being Charlie? Knowing kind of what you know now, this many years later. Well, she's a very bright kid. She's very smart. So I think she'll have a solid sort of thought process on what to do. I think I would just kind of like ask her, what does she really feel is the best way to go in the uh, dilemma or whatever problem she's facing or, and, you know, face it head on and be honest with herself about what that answer is. Don't take an answer that I might say, because maybe I don't know the answer. So don't take an answer from me and then just take that 100% and that's what I should do. You know, you should, you should maybe get some perspective a little bit on, maybe just don't talk to me, maybe talk to mom as well (laughs) and, uh, and other family or other friends. But yeah, I think honesty, I think is the best route. That's actually really wise counsel, you know, to get some input, but stay true to herself. What's out in front for you now? What are you really working on and looking forward to for yourself and your music career? Well, we just got this new record of mine called The Long Road Home just came out this year. And I started working with Michael Stover at MTS. And he's been helping doing some amazing things with promoting and publicity with the whole album and setting up all these interviews like yourself. It's been going great. So we're looking at, uh, we just actually, we're going to re-release a couple of the first two singles again, because he's just actually got a new distributor that he's working with on MTS Records. So I'm actually, we're re-releasing the first two singles, uh, Long Road, Dead Man's Dream, and Once Too Many, Twice Not Enough. So they're going into a wider distribution now. And then also I went back on a couple of songs. One of the songs you mentioned earlier, Share a Little Time, and two of the other songs from that EP are also being re-released in the next couple of weeks, uh, going out on the MTS label as well. So... So that's something to look forward to right now. Um, always writing new music. So that's stuff. I've got stuff in the can. It's not completely done. There's not an album ready or even near ready yet, but I've got songs in the works and I call it marinating my ideas over time, letting them sort of settle in. And when they feel right to me, then I, you know, I go and record them. So you might, you might see some, you know, maybe a song or two in the new year or something. We'll see how that goes. But there'll be a new video hopefully coming out too for a third single off of this record called Would You Stay? We're going to be releasing as the next single. Where do folks find those videos? You can go right to my website. All the links are there. There's YouTube. If you just want the audio, you can download stuff through CD Baby. There's iTunes links that are there as well and Spotify. But also Facebook and Twitter. I have uh, videos on Facebook which are linked from YouTube and all that. So the website is uh, www.coreymcoons.com. And C-O-R-Y. we'll add those links. Yeah. Yeah. We'll make Thank it you. easy for people to find you. So, Corey, as we wrap up, what one piece of advice or thought, final thoughts do you have about people who are currently in music or want to be in music who are just feeling kind of like they're never going to get there? Well, I think you have to look at what you define as being successful in the end. You can think like you're going to be superstardom and maybe have this sort of vision that is a little out there (laughs) or something. I think, like I said in the beginning, like stay true to yourself, but also surrounding yourself with the right people. That's what I always try to tell people and do what you're passionate about, because in the end, whether you make a lot of money at it or, or not, or even if you don't make a living at it, you have to have something in life that you're passionate about doing. Me, I've been fortunate enough that I've made 
somewhat of a living from music over most of my life, whether it be semi-professional or professional all the way. I, like I said, I've surrounded myself with music as far as as much as I can in order to you know create a living for myself and create an identity for myself, which is important as well. So you need to create the right identity for whatever you're doing. So just be loyal, be, be true to yourself, and like I said, surround yourself with those right people. Well, on that note... I just want to thank you. Thanks for hanging in there with our tech issues this morning. And I'm looking forward to the re-release and promotion of your album and for sharing you with our listeners. Well, thank you, Sarah, so much for having me. It's been great talking to you. So much. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Well, that's it for this week's edition of the No Labels, No Limits podcast. We hope you liked what you heard, and if you did, we ask that you go over to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to the podcast and leave us a rating and review. If you know someone who would enjoy this podcast, please be sure to share. And until next time, have a great week living a no-labels, no-limits, and no-excuses life. 